Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, it's Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Welcome to Talking Trading. Short-term trading magic. What is it and how does it fit into your trading system? Well, today we speak to veteran trader Chris Tate on how short-term trading magic fits into his trading system. You know, I often hear mentorees say, I wish I could see firsthand how Chris Tate trades. Well, I've got to say in this interview, Chris is surprisingly candid about his trading systems, the timeframes he uses, and how he pulls profit from the markets. We discuss the differences between day trading and short-term trading as we get to understand exactly what short-term trading is and how it adds to your cash flow profit. But first up, we hear from Louise Bedford in MindPower on habits and the habits of success. I've just come back from catching up with a mentoree for lunch. Sometimes I like to catch up with my mentorees to make sure they're on the right track. Now, she said an interesting thing. She said, I like to plan my life on the spur of the moment rather than make short-term, medium-term, long-term plans. And I got to thinking about that. Do you know we are the sum total of the habits that we create? And the reason why planning is important and why habit creation is important is because when we are under stress, we actually revert to our habits. And the other thing that happens is our IQ tends to drop. So when you're under pressure, not only can you not think as clearly, you are actually immersing yourself in the habits that you formed over a lifetime. So really with planning, sure I understand what it's like to be spontaneous and how exciting that can be, but as a trading professional, we need to make plans and we need to plan for the habits that we want to create. One of those habits might be, for example, to review your trading plan before you place a trade if you're new to the trading arena. Maybe you want to develop a habit of writing your morning journal every day. Whatever that habit is, just know that when you are under pressure, naturally, by human nature, you will immerse yourself in that habit even more, which is why it's important to form good habits in the first place. So my challenge to you today is to have a think about your success habits. See which ones are suiting you in terms of where you want to end up as a trader and in your life. 
If those habits aren't the ones that are going to suit you in terms of achievement of your goals, consider how to alter those habits. Make a list of the habits that you want to cultivate and do it today. Add one habit this week that will lead you towards success and you're not going to believe where you'll end up in just a short time. Pretty soon, you'll be living the trader's life. I'm Patrick Hollingworth, Everest Mountaineer, and I listen to Talking Trading. CT, hello and welcome back to Talking Trading. Hi, Caroline. Recent markets, have they been problematic for trend followers? Oh, for longer-term trend followers, undoubtedly, uh, particularly here in our local market. If you're a long-term trend follower trying to trade the ASX 200, you will have run into difficulty because you're merely hopping from one position to another. There's no consistency in our market at present over the longer term, which is really quite annoying and painful. So with the lack of consistency comes short-term trading. How do you define short-term trading? I think it's, it's probably necessary to say what it's not. Many people define, well, they get short-term trading confused with day trading. In day trading, the idea is you buy a position in the morning, you sell it in the afternoon. So you have no overnight carry. You don't actually carry a position overnight. Short-term trading ignores that rule. And it simply says, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and find an entry signal within a much shorter time frame. Might be two hours, might be four hours, might be six, might be eight. And so they use those time frames to generate an entry signal that they then carry for as long as the system tells them to carry it. What some people try and do is use the shorter term time frames to generate an entry for a longer term system. So they might use a four hour chart to generate an entry signal for what is effectively a daily system. So they'll have a crossover point somewhere where they move from short term system back to, let's say, a daily system. Why would you add a short-term trading system to a portfolio? I think I think it's necessary to state sort of what short-term trading can do and what it can't do. Short-term trading does two things that are interesting to portfolios. One is it adds diversification because diversification can occur over systems and timeframes. It's quite possible to trade one instrument over multiple timeframes and be and achieve a degree of diversification. So, for example, it's Let's talk about it this way. You might trade an exchange-traded fund using weekly data. You might then trade against that using daily data. And you might also use a very, very, very short-term system to trade the same or analogous instrument over an even shorter time frame. Each system sees different things. Now, it does take a little bit of psychological management, but it can be done. It is very effective for the people who do it. The other thing that short-term systems do is they solve a problem. If you're a portfolio trader, let's say you trade weekly signals, you have a problem. The problem is you generate no cash. You generate wealth, but no cash. So you're a little bit, you're caught in that conundrum that say farmers find themselves caught in. Farmers are asset rich, but cash poor. Traders can be the same. You can be asset rich and have a portfolio that's doing exceptionally well but it's not generating any cash flow to live. So whilst your bank balance is going up, you starve and can't pay the bills. So people tend to use short-term systems and short-term instruments, like options, to generate cash flow to help them fix that problem. 
When you're talking about a short-term system, you have an entry point within a couple of hours. You apply that to a daily system, to a weekly system, to an even longer system. Let's get really clear about it. With, with a, what happens is you have a systems that split along time frames. For example, I trade equities weekly and only weekly. I can't see the point of trading them any other way. But my indices, part of that portfolio is traded using a four-hourly system. So what it does is it looks at data over four-hour blocks. So I'm still looking at a daily chart. I look at a chart that runs simply on four-hour blocks. It's exactly the same system I use for my daily and weekly system, but all I've done is change the time frame. And I change the time frame because I need to solve that cash flow problem that I run into. And so it's the same as everybody else, the same problem everyone else encounters. So you enter the market and you exit the market in that four-hour period? No. No. What happens is those positions stay until the system actually tells me to get out. Okay. All I've done is compress the data into four-hour blocks. And that system may tell you to get out days or weeks, even months it might. later. And strangely enough, some of you would think this to be sort of a paradox. You would think that with a short-term system that you'd be in and out within a day, two days. But strangely enough, some of these, some of the positions I hold, you can hold for 15, 20 days simply because the trend persists over that time frame. And that, I think that's one of the things that catches people with short-term trading. They actually think it's going to be constant and rapid turnover. Sometimes it's not. And you actually need to be prepared for that psychologically. You need to be aware that you're going to have to hold the position until the position ends. So in that sense, you are trend-following still? You are. All you merely do is you look at a different portion of the trend. trend trends are these wonderful fractal things. So that they're self-repeating over time frames. And all you're merely doing when you're compressing the time frame is looking at a slightly different part of what's occurring in the overall whole. In effect, you've got a little bit closer to the television than you should be. Where does short-term trading fit into your system, CT? Because I know everyone's going to be wanting to know this question. Yeah. For me, it's, it's my system splits into two parts. And this, this is reflective of my view of the world. I think trading, by and large, forms a singular function. And that singular function is wealth creation. Short-term trading systems do not enable that. So you must have a cornerstone system that is something that says, right, okay, uh, my system has spotted Domino pizzas at a dollar. I'm now going to hold them all the way up till God knows when when they stop. And that's the wealth creation part. But as I said, there is an issue, and the issue is cash flow. What my short-term system does is it does two things. It generates cash flow, but it gives me excess cash to pour back into the wealth creation part of the system. So anything that's surplus and left over, I take and just dump into my long-term systems. So I've got two systems running simultaneously. One is very long-term. One follows very, very long-term weekly trends and just seems to puddle along, sometimes not doing very much. And the other is a much more active short-term system, which solves my cash flow problem is a little bit more active and sometimes a little bit more intellectually challenging than just simply long-term weekly trend following. So last week, Louise shared a mind power on weekly versus daily system. 
Yes. Weekly are the backbone to your trading systems. Is this how yeah. you describe it? I actually, I actually think that's a very good description. And one of the things that people get caught up with short-term trading is they become confused as to what the aim of trading is. The aim of trading is to make yourself wealthy. You do that by holding assets over the long term. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> it's quite possible many, many years ago to have bought Paladin Mining at $0.06 cents and then sold them at 10 and that, in the scheme of things, would have been a very valid but myopic decision. Looking back, applying one of my systems to it, yes, you could have bought it at 6, sold it at 10, but there was no signal to sell at 10. The first signal to sell in my system came actually at $6. Wow. So if you'd bought 100,000 of them, you've left nearly $600,000 on the table, simply because you've become confused as to what the aim of trading is. And people who engage in short-term trading, I think, fall into this trap as well. They lose sight of the overall wealth creation capacity of the market. And so they feed the slot machine as opposed to being sort of concentrated on what they should be being concentrated on. And that's problematic, which is why for me, whilst they're an important component of the system, they're only a lubricant to the system. The system has its own drivers that motor along. And it's a matter of mixing and matching and also balancing your own psychology, the two. A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Jack Schwager for his new book. Yes. And Jack said that trend following was much harder to do these days in the markets because everybody else is doing it. What do you think about that? See, I'm not convinced about that because what that implies is that trends are therefore dead and are therefore shorter. I don't actually think that's true. For example, if you look at, let's go back to ETFs, exchange-traded funds. If you look at the exchange-traded funds on the major US indices, they've been trending, I won't say in a linear fashion, but in a very, very strong fashion since the GFC. Now, that's a trend that's been going on now for nearly eight years. So within that notion that trend following is much harder is the belief that trend following is coming to an end. And that's an argument I've been hearing since the early 1980s, and I'm yet to actually see any, any evidence of it. We, we see trends are a natural function of systems because you get enough people doing enough things in the same way, you will get this generation of momentum. One of the reasons people say that domestically here in Australia is that the Australian market has been stuffed, but our market is stuffed because there's only two drivers. There is mining and banking. Mining is completely shocked. And finance has now got the wobbles, or banking has got the wobbles now, because everyone's worried about a correction in the housing market. So there's no other driver. So we have that problem. But if you look at last year, 2016, you look at the top 10 stocks in the S&P 200 here domestically, you'll find 10 stocks that are triple-digit gains, where their trends lasted for months. Now, if trend following was getting that much harder, then these trends would not exist. They'd be snuffed out like an arbitrage. And that's not occurring. And you can't snuff them out because simply markets are driven by people. Individuals can change. Populations can't. So I'm not convinced. In terms of managing short and long-term trading within your portfolio, and, and you have already touched on this, is there anything else you'd like to add apart from the short term perhaps being a little more intellectually stimulating? It is also emotionally challenging 
because one of the things that we need to be aware of is that trading is an interesting profession in that it's the only profession in the world where you can be wrong but still do well. Now, short-term trading enhances that feedback in that you're wrong more often, more quickly. And so you need to have a degree of emotional resilience to you. You also, and I will admit this occurs with everyone, you get, a, you get decision fatigue. Humans on average during a day might make 20,000 conscious and unconscious decisions. Add into making decisions about your trading system and all the rest, and you can get decision fatigue. You can start to slow down. So there are some little quirks you need to be aware of, little bits and pieces that catch people out unexpectedly. Which is exactly why people should go to the short-term trading magic seminars that you and Louise Bedford are holding around Australia. The next ones are coming up in Perth and Melbourne. What date, CT? We're in Perth on the 23rd of this month. Sorry, the 23rd of July. On the 30th of July in Melbourne and Sydney on the 6th of August. And we'll see you there to understand short-term trading magic. Thanks. I hope so. <laughs> Thanks for your time, CT. Thanks, Caroline. And stay tuned next week, guys, because we will finally have on the show the CEO of Boost Juice, Miss Janine Alice, as promised, on her incredible journey. I'm Caroline Stephen. Have a good week in the markets. Good luck trading. We'll see you next show. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.